Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Ride on. Here comes the Group Armour train. It's Scotson leading the charge. Then it's Sinkledom, followed by Guarneri as they look after the Chiclamina. It is DeMar perfectly placed. Yeah, it is. And look at Scotson. What a job the Australian is doing. Caleb Ewan, he's boxed for DeMar's wheel. He's got it at the moment. Cavendish is off to the right, just behind. But so far for Caleb, this is good, but he's got now he's got a fight. Cavendish has come up alongside him, Matt. And there's another left-hand turn to come. The sprint starts to open up early for that left-hand corner, courtesy of Group Armour FDJ for DeMar. Cavendish, he's trained now, comes past. Gaviria, he's got Ricesi doing the lead-out, and Caleb Ewan slots himself into Cavendish's wheel. Ricesi checks across the shoulder. DeMar is the first of the sprinters to go. Gaviria is breathing down his neck. Fernando, the fabulous, he gets the win. Or does he? The line's not there yet. It's Danae. Alberto Danese with the upsets. Delicious. Delicious indeed. Uh, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. No, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, of course, subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a rise with our friends at Zwift. Uh, joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I am very good. It was a delicious victory. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. It was a and and you you heard Matty Cannon's voice there at the end. I mean, uh, you could pick three riders in that last fifty meters, and you still didn't know. It's, it's almost you could pick three finish lines as well. There were oh. different lines. We can talk about this, yeah, yeah, and yeah. how it, this could actually be a, yeah. a disturbance for the riders. Uh, anyway, joining us as well is uh, Kate Bates in a very 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 nice uh, background. What's going on here, Kate? How are you? Yes, I thought I'd upskill a little bit, uh, guys. Did so, you, you want know, to show me what pink is pink? I did. I, I did. did. Well, and I'm, I'm kind of going Chiclamino jersey with my shirt. I've got pink Yay. nails and a pink background. I'm on board. I thought we said, uh, yeah, red and pink, not together. Anyway, that's a different uh, discussion. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a fantastic sprint. It probably was probably the last sprint of pure sprint of the of the of the yeah, geo we'll, so, at the moment yeah at the moment this is what yeah. we think let's let's relieve this sprint marker take us through this line well you see danese there on the right hand side of the screen you can see gaviria who at that stage we thought gaviria is going to win and to be honest i was going to be happy for gaviria he'd been a bit frustrated early on danese simply came from the clouds he really did he came from eighth ninth position in the last 300 his first Big, big win. He has won. You know, his first victory was the J.K. Herald Sun Tour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A stage win into Shepparton, my former hometown. <laughs> and, and a while ago as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's two years ago. Yeah. He just he just signed, I think. He was a Neo Pro, so first year. Um, this is his second victory as an Italian. Wow, Kate, what a, what a win, hey? For an Italian to win on home soil, biggest race of the year. It doesn't get much better. Yeah, and such a young guy too. Like, you know, I think he came to the tour, uh, to the Giro with expectations, top three, top five, uh, but I'm really not sure that 
uh, win was going to be on his radar. So it's pretty exceptional that uh, Team DSM could do that. But, uh, guys, I'm really curious. What on earth is going on? We saw Positivo do a lead out yesterday. Today, Roman Bardet got in on the action. Is it like April Fool's Day? Like our Climate yeah, GC yeah. guys are all of a sudden lead out guys? And actually, yeah, we'll talk about this a little in a little while because uh, we have the reaction from the car uh, and, and how the whole sprint unf did unfold. And it's very interesting actually to be sitting in that car and, and thinking, you know, okay, this is how how it all unfold. But who was the real leader in that team? And then we'll talk about this in a sec. But just quickly before we, we move on exactly to that car, but there were a couple of lines on the way. Do you think that through? Only the commentator, only Kino, when he went, oh, it's not the line he ate. Or did yeah, I throw someone I, like Gavrila? I, I didn't think of that. Look, I don't think so. You've got the big gantry. So the riders would be aware yeah. of that. That That's that's the marker, isn't it, Kate, in their minds, mm. I think. You see the gantry. So I don't think so. I think the question for me post-stage is, was it a headwind sprint? Because they'd tailwind mm. all day, but the road switched and changed in that last sort of few, sort of 10 kilometres, in fact, and it turned back on themselves. I'm thinking it was potentially a headwind sprint, uh -huh. and that's how Danese got the slingshot from behind because a tailwind sprint, Kate, you know as well as I do, uh, you start four lengths behind in a tailwind sprint, very hard to get past that rider. Mm. Yeah, they did go pretty early, didn't they? I mean, you have to consider what's happening with the quick step lead-out train. Um I mean, that raises a far more big philosophical question, guys. Is it the rider or the lead-out train uh, that wins? Is it Cav or is it these awesome guys uh, they have in front mm. of him? Because Ballerini, no doubt, went too early and left Cav uh, with nowhere really to go. Caleb was pretty excited coming into it and thought he might have a good crack, but he also uh, found himself not really in the best position after all and the timing was a bit off. But again, after the 90K a uh, little jaunt behind the bunch yesterday. Are we really that surprised? So I think there's a lot of things that were really odd about the whole sprint. I mean, even to see mm. uh, Consoni, and I don't know if you've noticed his moustache. That's a little bit of I fashion have. talk. <laughs> but um, I, don't, I don't know whether we'd call in the fashion police over that one, but it's interesting facial hair. Uh, for Consoni to finish ahead of Damar and Caleb and Cav, it, it's certainly not what we would expect on a billiard flat Giro stage, yeah, especially, so as you say, the last one of the... Jiro. Uh, yeah. So, question here from uh, from Ian: uh, Was Caleb just too tired yesterday? Was it, you know, the last mm -hmm. chance he knew? Well, what, what yeah, because I actually the road opened up for Caleb. I thought he had a yeah. his position in the end was okay. He had road. He had he had space to move. He ran out of legs. Uh, he sat down. He actually sat down just right towards the end. I think he's just tired. Uh, you know, it hasn't been a great Jiro for him, but that's you know you got to you got to ride that wave, don't you, Kate? And he, he's got to now find a way. He's a champion. He's already proven that, so he's got to find a way now to rebound um, mm. for TDF. Yeah, I mean, I think he needs to go home and uh, get that recovery, and then peak repeak because I think it's fair to say he's certainly not at his peak yet. Uh, and and to some degree, I mean, Macca, you've been there. It's like I mean, it's a terrible saying, but um, flogging a dead horse, like you. Mm. Are, starting to fatigue and you don't just ride through it. Like GC guys might ride through it, but sprinters, um, you know, or, or classic riders like we were, Macca, you, you don't just ride through it. And uh, can mm. we, I don't, I haven't seen the agenda. I'm really sorry. I was a little uh, late dialing in today uh, for a few tech issues on my end. But um, so ap apologies if I'm front footing this, but I feel like Cavendish Wash is on again because 
I heard an interview from his coach yesterday uh, after the finish and he was saying, yeah, he went too early. Uh, but he was still really resigned to him going all the way to Verona. Mm, Why are they still no, we haven't talking got that about in the, the that? Agenda, actually. Oh, well, oh there you go, even told. better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's interesting. 100%. Okay, let's take you inside the DSM car with Mike Whitson, the, uh, the DS, the director sportif of that team, and let's relieve how it all unfolds. Okay, we stay focused on GC. We stay focused on GC. The road opens at 186. We stay focused on GC. If we come to a point with the sprint, then the sprint is with Alberto. Okay, boys, just keep your eyes open for any open sections. Keep your eyes open. Into the last 16 kilometers of the stage now. So let's just stay sharp. Another 20 minutes of racing to go. So full focus. Nico's holding a really good position in the front. That should be our marker. That's where we're aiming for. Talk to them, Alberto. Talk, talk. Have attention on each other. We're into the final now. Come on, boys. DSM for the finish. Did we get it? Yes! Yes, they got it, and uh, that's pure happiness. But it's very interesting to see how Barde is telling them, go to the left. He's guiding that sprint. And he's like Michael Morku. I know. <laughs> he's like 50 kilograms. He's like a wet sail, and he's dictating the layout. 100%. Guys, that is awesome. Uh, the point as well is that the, the, the news for Caleb is, is, is was probably expected, not the greatest, but... Uh, you know, he's, he was expecting. Yeah, he's heading home. Mm. Yeah, we've heard he will not start uh, today. So, so I think that's a good thing for yeah. Caleb. And he he sort of preempted it. I thought before the stage, he said, "Look, this is my last real opportunity." And I thought he ain't hanging around after yeah. this stage. Mm -hmm. So, as you said, Kate, it's I think it, the best thing now is for him to recuperate, rest, recover, and he's got he's got almost six weeks until the Tour de France. Yeah, that's plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay, expectation around the FDJ, Groupama, Groupama FDJ were high yesterday. Not just from us, not just from me, but from the <laughs> team itself. Let's listen to uh, Miles Scottson. That was before the start of the stage and we'll, uh, we'll debate their performance after this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a really... I mean, for today, there's not a, a day that'll suit us better. Today, like, this is our biggest chance. I mean, the average weight of our team is 76 kilo. And I think we're the tallest. Well, I think we're the tallest and the heaviest team on average in in the race. And today's 200k completely flat crosswinds and a sprint at the end. Like this is a massive opportunity. Obviously, we've already won two stages here. But if you know, if we, if we don't win today, I think it's an opportunity miss. But it's never easy. I mean, you've got really fast guys also in that final. But as a team, I think we can be confident. Yeah. Confidence, confidence, confidence. Uh, what happened there? Well. They mistimed the sprint, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, you don't always get it right. And he said that. He did say that. You, you, you notice there. So, But it is a missed opportunity. Full of confidence. Um, so they should be. Two yeah. wins. But you don't win them all. Yeah. You don't win them all. But that's where you have to – you've got to put yourself 
up there each day. You got to buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. You got to buy the ticket, and at some yeah, nothing, point your number will come up. Nothing's wanted. No, nothing's no, no wanted that's right. No guarantees. Uh, yeah. But but is that a bit of a damper because they probably would have won the last one to secure the jersey, uh, and he's still got to make it. He's, yeah. he's he's been climbing well, uh, Demar, but he's still got to make it mm. to to the finish line. So. You know, there's there's a lot that can unfold with the uh, Chiclamina jersey. Yeah. Still, there's still a, a lot of competition into it. Uh, let's listen from the the winner of the stage yesterday. Feels pretty amazing. It's a stage in the Giro, so anywhere will feel amazing. But especially being so close to home, it's uh, something incredible. And yeah, I still cannot believe it happened. And uh, yeah, I'm super happy. How did you make it happen? Yeah, this morning the plan was to go for case in the sprint. Yeah, in the last kilometers we swapped as it didn't feel so good. And then I was just trying to stay relaxed and uh, following the guys. And yeah, it's insane that Roman sitting third in GC gave me a lead out to the last corner. So yeah, that shows that we really walk as a team. And yeah, then I just, uh, I was a bit boxed in in the middle, but then I found a gap on the left and I just, Went to the line, I think I had Gaviria on the right. But yeah, the last 20 metres I could pass him and then, yeah, that, that feels super. Feeling uh, super Danese here. Uh, he found a gap on the left, Bard, I told him he was on the left, but <laughs> that's how he found it. Yeah, he that, but that relates, that relates well. Yeah, he did. And uh, Kate, first Italian victory of the Giro, can you believe that? Look, it's massive and, you know, it is such a proud race for them. And early on in the Giro, we had all of these records, like, you know, it's only the seventh stage uh, that, you know, seventh rider to win a stage for the French or uh, whatever for the Dutch or the Belgians. And so I think it kind of was time for the Italians to step up. But if you actually look through uh, the start list, there's probably not a lot that are shining really brightly uh, for who can do that. He wasn't expected. I mean, I don't know that too many bookies would have picked him uh, to actually win that stage, and that's a point to remember. Uh, but also, these, especially in, like, the sprints, these stages are starting to become a bit atypical of any normal sprint stage because the big names and the big teams that normally dictate are just not anymore. Like, I don't see, and I'm really curious on your view on this, I don't see the full all-in commitment to Caleb um, this week that we perhaps have earlier in the week. That might be a bit controversial to say, but based on what happened yesterday, I don't think you can argue that they were all in for him yesterday when they left him uh, on his own out the back with somebody else to drop, only one rider to drop back to, to get him. And quick steps, they're a little bit of a dog's breakfast in the bottom. And, and I just see DSM as taking uh, this really opportunistic uh, way to get a stage and so good for the Italians. You're spot on. On the, on the lotto, Sudal thing, yeah. I agree. I, I think uh, they, tr- they could have given Caleb a bit more support, especially yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that bit of crosswind section, he shouldn't have been hovering down the back. Mm. They sh- but as management and whoever's in the car, the DS, should have been more onto it. And whether or not their morale slipped a little bit with, with the yeah. sprint stages... Um, not that they, I don't believe they've, they've lost faith in Caleb. They know you've got to ride that highs and lows of being a sprinter. And he's delivered for them at the, on the, mm. at the biggest stage. So that's not an issue. It's not like he's still trying to get that first win as a new pro. But they should be better than that. Yeah, 100%. And they should have done their homework two days ago as well uh, and put guys in the breakaway rather than focus purely on Caleb on a day where it was obvious 
um, yeah. the sprinters weren't going to survive. Not even Demar mm-hmm. made it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, there's a bit of a question mark for me there as well. And can we also discuss about the impact that Morku and the fact that he left had on Dukenik? Uh, quick step, well, honestly. Well, mm. this is Morku's adding a zero to his yeah. contract, Kate, because exactly. without him there, they don't win. He's like they're beauty. not winning. He yeah. doesn't want them to win and, when and, he's there. And actually, the energy around that team went from top to nothing. We mm. we hardly mm-hmm. hear about them. We yeah. hardly hear about you. You hardly see them in the in the commentary. They, they're just not here. Merku is creating that energy at the end, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, beside the fact that uh, Ballerini went too early, it's almost like he did the job that he always does, except there's nobody there at the end. They're missing. And he, they haven't adapted and uh, moved their line-up at all. And, and as a result, you know, Cav was left a little bit in the wind. But I do think it's a really interesting thing because if Cav is only able to come back and win these stages and races because of the lead-out, then people are going to start catching up really quick. They know that they just need to interrupt the lead out, whatever that may look like and mean, and be a disruptor. And he's done. He's kind of out of contention. I think that as any team and any rider, you need to have a whole host of uh, kind of tricks in your book. And they are turning into, and I, I mean, it sounds harsh, but the one-trick pony, like they lead out, he wins. But if there's anything at all wrong with the lead out, he doesn't win. Yeah. But he's such a good bike rider and he can it's like they're doing it to themselves. Well, on the other end, Jakobsen has been winning without Merkel, Well, I was going to say, Kev used to be able to do this. Exactly. And, and, to, and this is, I guess, in some ways defending him. He's at the back end of his career. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't have the ability to do that anymore. He needs that, he needs that lead to the line. He's still quick. He's proven that. But he can't box as hard as what he used but, to be but, able to. But is, the, is then, therefore, the problem getting bigger for the selection for the Tour? Uh, is, is this fueling a Jakobsen rather than... Uh, hey, it's advantage Jakobsen. Because I, I said it, I said it yeah. last night. If, if, if Cav had a one, Kate, without Morku, to me it was absolutely advantage Cav for that, for that sprint spot. But he hasn't won, as you pointed out. And other teams saying, geez, well, he can only win with Morku. We've already seen Fabio winning without him, mm-hmm. without, without Morku. Um, I'd, be, as a, I'd put myself as the DS making that decision. I'd be starting to think I'm taking Jakobsen, mm-hmm. Kate. I, I would, yeah, I'd take Jakobsen. The only reason I would think they'd even consider taking Cav uh, is for the PR around uh, breaking mm. that stage win record, and that would be it, uh, just so that the team and the sponsors get more press. And you know what? That's a big part of it. So if they do choose that, uh, you can't really be too surprised. But from a, a sporting point of view, uh, Cav would not be my pick at the moment. And you know what? I have a great amount of respect for the guy. Uh, but you're right, he's at the back end of his career and the time has come, I think, for uh, the new generation to come up. I, w- I would not pass that uh, Lefebvre and the, 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 the management team of Dukinic going, you know what, Philippe is probably out of the tour, so they're not going to have their stint in yellow. It's going to be hard to have even one day in yellow, maybe let alone two or three. Uh, Cav is not at a, you know, the, 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 the super performance. Let's go for a target. Let's go for the Netflix time. Let's go for the screen time uh, and maybe bring both. You know, maybe they're going to start I that battle. Reckon, I don't I, I would oh, be. What about I'd battle? be shocked if they took both. But yeah, me too. Blown away. Me too. I, I can't imagine it. But look at the script, though. They're bringing both, and then let them. They let them battle it. No, that's on the they're too. They're too. They're too. <laughs> you heard it first. Here. Brilliant. <laughs> you, you know what else? though, I think. I think 
we could find a sponsor for this segment. Yeah. You know, one, you know those little like infomercials you have <laughs> on shows? We've talked about we talk about this topic every day, I think, for the last five days. We need to get a sponsor uh, on board just for this Matthew three saying, minute segment. Matthew's saying great discussion, so why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean I think Matt, the, what do you do? Uh, Who do you work the, for? <laughs> Is your company interested? The, the sponsor for the segment, uh, Macca, could be Astoria because uh, you know, they're the ones creating all this drama with their prosecco at the Giro, so <laughs> it yes, would be yes, fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Very fitting. Uh, yeah, it's cork popping. Uh, we, we'll, talk, yeah. we'll talk about it in a sec as well. But uh, also, I don't know if you saw this news, but uh, Dukinik as a company are going to, are going to sponsor the uh, Alpacine Phoenix team. They will be named Alpacine Phoenix Dukinik. Well, you say they're on the bibs already. Yeah, they're on the back but of they the will, they, they, they're getting naming rights. So the ah. Dukinik quick step is moving. So there's going to be, you know, there's a lot happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's funny happening. Anyway, amongst all this, we still have a pink jersey on the shoulders of Lopez. And... We love his interviews. Ah, yeah. He's so humble. He's our favourite so favorite Spaniard at the we moment. We love him. Let's listen to him again. More day in the Malia Rosa, but today Richard Carapaz went for the sprint bonus. Uh, did you consider contesting it? Uh, yes, because I'm, I know I, I don't can, can sprint like like this, like Richard. Sorry, so uh, I don't have another option. But today. The most important is that we save the, uh, the Maglia Rosa. Also, I want to say thank you to all my teammates, but in special to Otto, because he take care of me all the day. I'm some, sometimes I'm a little bit nervous, but he say to me always, hey, you need to stay calm and stay with me and stay safe. Have you had some uh, difficult moment today? Uh, not difficult, but a lot of tension for fight for the position and everything uh, was a little bit difficult with the win. Uh, but the most important is that I stay another day here. Gracias. I think he's thanking one teammate a day when he goes onto the podium. <laughs> This is what he's been doing. He's speaking. They think he knows how many days he's going to get that jersey, and he goes go. He wants to go around the whole team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's great, isn't he? And he was having a good chat to Sam Uman, who he threw the bottle at. Yeah, it's like he's had his biffo with a rider, and then the very next day they're best buddies. <laughs> we were joking about it last night. No, I think he's a likable character, yeah. and he is his revelation of this Giro. You know, we, we'd heard of him, but Kate, he's going to spend potentially 10 or 11 days in the Magliarosa. He won't win the race, but he will spend 10 or 11 days in the Magliarosa. That is, that's a huge achievement. Yeah, I think he knows he's on borrowed time too because the, the mm. first couple he was really motivated to keep fighting and now he's saying things like, I'm just grateful to still be wearing this for another day. Uh, so not really oozing confidence about the days ahead, but that's fair and I think that that's a pretty measured approach. Uh, given that everybody's a bit surprised he's still in the pink at this stage. It shows a lot of courage and I think it shows a lot of grit that he still is. Uh, but you can certainly tell in his interview that uh, even though he's still this wonderful character, uh, there's a little bit of vibrance uh, missing. I think he's pretty exhausted. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if he lost some really, really significant time uh, in the second, uh, in, in the final week, part of me, and was just trying yeah. to survive because I think the emotional roller coaster of uh, fighting every single day just to keep the jersey, even though you know you'll lose it, uh, is a pretty significant thing. But how good of a Giro this has been for Trek? Oh, massive. Yeah. They, they could go, a whole team could go home tomorrow. Sponsors would be happy. Yeah. 
Uh, they've delivered. Yeah. They've delivered. Uh, so, so they've they've got no pressure yeah. whatsoever. It's it's yeah. the only the pressure they put on themselves. There's a good comment here from uh, from Luke. I'm just putting it back here as well. But how good was Ineos stealing the bonus point? to move Carpaz up to second, because this is what happened from this. And we can talk about it, but I'm going to bring out the, the GC here. And Carapaz is now second yeah, of, yeah, the, yeah. And of the classification. Yeah, and look, they didn't plan that either. They didn't, they didn't, I said it last night really? in the commentary. They didn't, they didn't plan it at the start of the stage and say, oh, let's go for that bonification. It was the crosswind nervousness that caused, you know, that anxiety. They went to the front. They happened to, it happened to be gas on when that second sprint came and they went, you know what, we're here, let's... Let's do it. Yeah, two kilom three kilometres out, they would have said, hang on a minute, we can grab this. Might not make any difference, but if they're there for the taking, you might as yeah. well grab them. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it shows 100%. a bit of purpose and determination. Like, it wasn't a day that they could help him in any other way and it's, it's not super motivating to wake up and the team directions be just survive and stay out of trouble. Uh, so I think giving them a bit of purpose actually allows them to uh, feel that strength of team as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, before we uh, move on to the, to the route uh, for tonight, uh, we, of course, will have to have an update on Guillermet. Guillermet has gone home. Uh, he had a, I think he's an hemorrhage at the back of the uh, eye or something. Yeah, like hemorrhage, sort of one of the vessels around the, the eyeball. But, so, um, but nevertheless, he's going home. I think this idea of him going to the Tour de France, from what I can gather from different social medias and friends I spoke to, it's taking a bit of a, a life of its own. Oh, everyone, it's actually... Yeah. Any, good, any fan <laughs> journalist of the sport, we'll just we want him it. there. <laughs> we want him at the Tour, don't um, we? He's exciting. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and we want him at the Tour. That's 100% that's sure. Uh, let's listen from the, the director sportif from Intermarché on this... Uh, Exit from, from his leader, Valerio Piva. I never expected this, uh, this situation for sure. And yesterday we had a fantastic moment. And five minutes later, we, we hear that Bini was uh, at a problem on the podium. So we, we lost now our leader, our uh, champion. And uh, it's, it's pity for that because we have uh, we had ambition and we saw yesterday. But we, we can, the Giro continue, continue, and we have uh, for sure uh, Pozzo Vivo is, is in top 10. Uh, we have riders in top shape. We want to achieve uh, more. And uh, well, we keep uh, our motivation, our morale is high, and uh, we try to do our best for, uh, for our team, for our sponsor, and to show that we are here uh, really organized to 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 make the perfect zero and uh, i i want to to say uh, thanks bini for what you did for us until now but we want to to continue for you and uh, for our sponsor but are you piva here with some uh, good words about he's uh, like a wise old yeah, owl isn't no, he no. piva where to from now for this team because if i bring back the uh, gc here Pozzo Vivo is eighth. And so he's, he's still in the top he? 10. 39. Yeah, 39. No ageism, but 39 is a good age. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wish I was 39 again. But uh, 39 is also a peak age for cycling or not. It's uh, oh, he's, towards the tail end of your career. He's had, he's had a number of top 10s at the Giro, but they're inspired, I think, Kate. And, and sometimes, you know, when a rider like Gourmet delivers, you know, for the team, it inspires, the, it lifts up the other riders, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. And it, also on a team like that, they're not really in the spotlight. Everybody sort of sees anything that they 
uh, achieve as a bonus, which is perhaps, you know, naive of any fans to have that view, but it's realistic. You know, they're not one of the big budget, big name teams. And that takes a lot of pressure off the riders. I think it would actually be a much nicer experience to go on tour with someone like that. Like perhaps their, you know, bus isn't quite as flashy or uh, they don't have the nice mm. foam pillows that Ineos have. Uh, but I do think that they probably sleep a little bit better at night uh, with a little yeah. bit less anxiety, which goes a long mm. way. True, that's true. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at uh, the route uh, tonight so for the stage, uh, which will be uh, commentated by yours uh, truly, Maka. Yep. Uh, take us through this stage. Yeah, 204 kilometres, Parma to Genova. So they leave um, the Emilia-Romagna region that they entered into yesterday. That first climb, that looks like the biggest. It's actually not. It's the highest but it's a long, slow drag up, so it's not much. Uh, it is actually where, sadly, Walter Valen passed away yes. on that climb. Yeah. So they passed the memorial um, back in 2011, mm. and we've talked about that extensively already in the first sort of week and 10 days of this race. I must say, the Giro, they've, they've, they've retired his number yeah. from that year, and I must say, they, they really keep the tribute going. Yeah. And, and the memory of him every year. So massive kudos to RCS for that. Yeah. Um, it, it is something really special. And also, I don't want to get all doom and gloom, but later on in the stage, they pass the bridge out of Genova, yeah. uh, the Ponte Morandini, where the Ponte Morandini disaster, remember the bridge that collapsed um, in 2018 and 43 people died yeah. in that Horrific accident. Um, but so it, should, it should be a good stage. It, but it's going to be a great stage. I know. But no, it, don't let this beat you. Yeah, look, it, it's relevant. So I wanted to mention yeah, those two things. Um, and in memory of, of those people, 100%. sadly, that, that we lost. Um, but the final climb, that is going to be a key part. Four kilometres, averaging 8%. That is what everyone's talking about. And all of the people who have analysed this stage are saying the sprinters will not make it. The sprinters mm. will not make it. So... We saw DeMar Cape, uh, his first stage win when he got dropped, but that was 80 kilometres to go and it was a longer climb. Mm. Can he get through this one? Can he get over oh. four kilometres at 8%? It's 30 kilometres from the top to the finish. Yeah, look, I tend to say no if it's ridden properly by his competitors and the other teams who know that, you know, he will be doing everything desperately to try and make it across uh, and over the top. I tend to think that today may be uh, more of a long break day um, where some of the teams who are maybe in the top 20 but not quite in the top 10 might take a bit of an opportunity and, and force the GC teams to decide whether or not they're going to uh, put their efforts into chasing. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, now, we, I mean, we have to remember that DeMar's 77 points ahead of Cavendish now. Uh, so there is a fairly significant gap for him there. And, you know, another stage would be good, but if quite early on it's not looking that good for them, I'm not sure that they'll go after it. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, the stage is, uh, is live tonight uh, on SBS. It should be a, a good one. Uh, Maka, you'll be commentating with, uh, with Kino. I will. I'll be with Kino. As usual, we, we will be on demand. We're on pretty early tonight. Seven, uh, I think we're on 7.20. Uh -huh. Check Ooh. your guides. But it's sometimes in somewhere in the sevens. <laughs> and then we switch, I believe, at 11 p.m. to the main, uh, to the network. It's go it is going to be a good stage. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, you yeah. that. It is the longest stage of the tour at 2.04. There's been a few around that 200 mark, but this is officially the longest. So beautiful part of the world. Um, heading to Genova, you know, not too, it's not too 
dissimilar uh, to part of the Milan San Remo, um, yeah, where it ends up fun. down we on that coastline. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kate, uh, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Have a good call, Maka. Will do. Thank you. Thank you, Maka. Thank you very much. This was the uh, Zwift uh, SBS Sport uh, podcast. Uh, before you go, before uh, you remember, you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. Say bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favourite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meet-up rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.